You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast, episode 18, Other People's Behavior. Am I right? You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Hello, beautiful you. How are you doing today? Today, we're going to talk about something we don't often, which is other people and what they're doing. I think when it comes to following through on your powerfully made decisions, it's important to consider your social ecosystem. Who are you likely to encounter as you work to bring your decisions to life? Even things like, do you label yourself as an introvert or an extrovert? Today, I'd like to cover how people impact your goal success. How to handle it when people have different opinions or priorities than you do. And how to stay the course when following up with the decision that's best for you, no matter what other people think or do. When it comes to your social network, do you seek out people to assist you when you're following through on a goal or a decision? Do you like to work on projects with other people? This is not a requirement. I know that a lot of times people say that it is a requirement, like, oh, you've got to have a strong ecosystem. It's not. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. And that being said, many people find that it does decrease the discomfort or stress of going through a change process, and it's just more fun. Plain and simple, there are a lot of people who love the way that their social ecosystem can support or boost their commitment to their goal, and it boosts the connection that they feel with other people when they work on something with another person or in a group. And in some cases, You might want to intentionally connect with people who model the behavior that you're looking to develop. For example, if you have a goal to get out of credit card debt, you might seek support from others who've already been successful on their goal. You could, whether it's explicitly going and and asking someone for help or joining a group or even listening to resources of people who've traveled the road that you're going to travel and getting support and inspiration from them. You might want to have an accountability buddy, as they call it, someone to share the actual journey with you. For example, going for a walk with a friend and meeting once a week to walk, or even just someone that you check in with. A lot of people love having someone to share the journey with, someone to encourage them when they're feeling uncomfortable with the process that they're making, or someone that they can share, or like, I tried this thing and it worked out really great, and someone to cheer them on. And I'll offer you a strategy that I love, and I think it's very often overlooked, and that's to teach someone else while you're going through the process yourself. That can be so much fun. If you imagine a, a change that you're going through, and maybe you know someone who's a little bit further behind you. It could be an individual or a team that you're working with. One way that you could actually tap into that social connectivity of 
following through on your decisions or projects is to teach people what you're learning along the way of your journey. Is there someone you could apprentice while you're following through on something you've decided to do for yourself? I hope that sparks creativity for you. Sometimes there are decisions that you make that may not be specific goals or projects. They could just be lifestyle decisions that you want to make. It's not really that you have like a goal that you're trying to meet, but it's just, it's a decision that you've made. And let's have a real conversation about what happens when someone doesn't support you. Maybe their priorities or their opinions are different than yours. Very different. What then? I sometimes work with people, very often actually, (laughs) who are frustrated when their partners don't support their decision, their lifestyle choice. They're making a change in how they eat or in their schedule. And they sometimes even will say, my partner's sabotaging me. That's such an interesting word, sabotage. But your partner is a grown person who gets their own actions. It has nothing to do with you and your decision, nor your willingness or ability to follow through with your decision. I think this is a really, really challenging concept to hear and digest. I know it goes against so very much of our cultural messaging. We are very often taught that what other people do makes us feel a certain way, and other people's choices matter to our choices. And I don't believe that anymore. I have too too much evidence to the contrary, frankly, and I see it in the hundreds of people that I've worked with when people stop expecting other people to support them, air quotes, support them by matching their behaviors. It, it's not a necessary requirement. So what does that mean? Let's give a really concrete example. I worked with someone who was trying to lose weight, but their partner started bringing home his favorite food. His partner was bringing in cookies, croissants, like cake started to appear. And it was very obvious that this was a change in behavior on the other partner's part. My client's partner started having ice cream each night and offering it to him. And my client was so distraught. I mean, why was his partner sabotaging him? And who knows what the partner was thinking? I was working with my client and what was going on in his head, but what his partner was doing, who knows? I mean, there's no way to absolutely know for sure. Even if the person tells you, there's still no way to absolutely know for sure what's going on in that person's mind. And I will tell you, it just doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, for my client, no one was shoving cookies and ice cream down his throat. He had decisions to make. He had made a decision. In his case, he was like, you know what? I really want to stop eating desserts. And he had a decision to make every time he had the option presented to him. He had the decision to make for his behavior. When he would try to change his partner's behavior or ask for something different, I would say that's unnecessary. That partner, they could literally have a home delivery of 80 pounds of ice cream a day. 
for my client, he just had a decision to make. Was he going to stick with his previous decision to not eat ice cream or was he going to give in? It didn't matter. It didn't matter if Ben and Jerry's decided to open a factory in his backyard. It didn't matter. He had to to figure out what he was going to do and let the other grownups in his lives do what they're going to do. This is a concept that is so freeing. When you let other people in your life have total responsibility for their actions, for their preferences, for their opinions, awesome. They're going to do it anyway. Nobody likes to be made to do anything, I'm guessing. You don't like when someone puts expectations or ultimatums on you. Free the people in your life. Let them do what they're going to do. And then you have decisions to make. You get to choose when, how, or even if to engage in communication with other people in your life about their behaviors. No one can sabotage you. And here's the thing, like even like, oh, I'm just self-sabotaging. No, that's just, that's hyperbolic, garbagey language. Stop it, stop it, stop it. You're just making decisions. Keep it clean, keep it neutral. No one's sabotaging you. And seriously, think about like what that tells your brain about your relationship. I'm in a relationship with someone who's sabotaging me. Your brain may offer those thoughts, but in what long-term loving relationship is a thought like that ever going to help you? So whenever you notice these intense thoughts about other people, other people, other people's behavior, am I right? Just pull it back in. You get to control you. You get to make your decisions. You get to choose when, how, or even if you're going to talk to the other person about it and how you want to show up to that conversation. I would offer that the best way to increase follow through with your decisions as it relates to other people is to take 100% responsibility for your actions, which you already do, by the way. You may not consciously be like, I'm taking responsibility for this. But I mean, you do you, and it's related to your decision. And other people are going to do what they're going to do, and it's related to their decision. And when you can allow everybody to show up, for one thing, it's a strong leadership move. When you show up and you say, I take responsibility for what I'm doing here, and other people may influence me or attempt to influence me, but ultimately the judgment call is mine. I make the decision. And when you allow other people to show up, It's a very high trust move. They're going to do it anyway. And would someone change their behavior if you strong armed them and you put a lot of pressure and you set that expectation on them? Maybe. But is that really what you're going for? I mean, honestly, if you turn, turn it around, chances are you wouldn't want that done on the opposite side. I have a rebel tendency. If you've ever heard of Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies, The rebel is someone who's like, you don't tell me what to do and I don't tell me what to do either. For me, if someone lays on a lot of expectations or demands on me, it is not well received inside my little brain. Why keep that model in mind and respectfully, I can make requests. I can make requests all day long, all day long. It doesn't mean anyone else is obliged to follow through on them. Which leads me to the third part, which is how do you stay the course with the decision that you've made when other people's 
behaviors, actions, preferences, opinions, when other people are doing things that really are offering resistance to you following through on your decision, how do you stay the course? You just do. You make a decision. Are you going to stick with this decision or are you going to change your decision? Because you're responsible for when you decide to change your decision in response to other people's behavior. How freeing is that? If you look at everything, it's like, not they made me, well, I have to. No, just, well, I, I decided that my priorities changed and it was more important for me to do XYZ than to stay with my original decision. Just own it. This concept is very, very new to most people. We are very strongly culturally conditioned to ask other people to support us and expect them to respond in our favor. We expect that if we say, I'm on a diet, please don't bring ice cream home, that our partner, if they really loved us, oh, I hate that phrase, if they really loved us, they would try to support us by not bringing ice cream in. That's not their job. It's really not. They may lovingly choose to or not, and you get to decide what to make that mean. I promise you, you really do. Are you ready for your homework? All right, here is Coach Lisa's homework for this week. What I encourage you to do is observe how many times you falter on following through with your decision to yourself because of another person's actions, preferences, opinions. Be really kind and very, very curious with this homework. Make notes. Notice if you're, well, I should, however you normally label these thoughts. I hear all the time from clients, I have to, I'm supposed to, I need to. All of the ways that you give in or change your decision in response to other people, or even if you feel that urge to give in, as it were, just make a note of that. Get really curious about it. And be like, I wonder what would happen if I stuck with the decision that I want to make, no matter what. What if the most important opinion in every decision was yours and you let other people have their own opinions? It sounds really revolutionary, and it is, but I believe it in the best way. I've worked with hundreds of clients to untether them from the expectations that they should pretzel their lives to be pleasing to others. And when they stop doing it, it's amazing how much better the relationships get. It's magic. It's magic. Doing this work will completely and utterly change your life. It's not easy. Quite the contrary. It's very uncomfortable at times, but it will propel you forward if that's what you decide. Bringing everything full circle. When it comes to following through on a decision that you've made, or maybe you're working on a goal, I think it's beautiful if you want to include people. I I think we are. We're social creatures. We love to interact and support each other and get inspired by other people. I love the Muppets and Sesame Street. I grew up on that stuff in the 70s, and Candace Bergen was on in 1976. I looked it up so I could put it in the show notes for you. There was this cute little song, Yes, You've Got to Have Friends. To last the whole day long. Anyway, I love it. I think it's wonderful if you're working towards a decision and you have a strong, supportive, encouraging, challenging, inspiring ecosystem of people you can look up to, 
people traveling the journey with you, or even people that you could be teaching along the way. I think that's wonderful. And if you find that other people's choices are resistance, you get to decide what to do with that too. As you step into your own authority, into your own integrity, it can be surprising how those people who were your biggest air quote saboteurs could end up being your greatest allies and you could end up being an incredible role model for them. Just a thought to mull on. All right, my lovelies, until next time. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying what you're learning, I'd love to have you as a member of the Less Stress, More Fun community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the podcast. Plus, you'll get access to things I share only with community members. I'll talk to you next week.